Hello, and welcome back to the Pretty Little Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Phoebe. And I'm, wow, Caroline. <laughs> We're just going to extend that one a little bit longer. It's um, me singing the rest of my name. Just like the any though. I'm Caroline. Anyway, um, we are here to recap episode 12 of the cult classic, Pretty Little Liars. This episode is called Salt Meets Wound. Should be a blast. I can see in like the picture for the episode that Hannah's in a wheelchair. So it looks like we're finally out of that damn hospital room. I was sick and tired of it, to be honest. Yeah, I think I'm sure Hannah was. Mm, she was milking it. <laughs> she was actually like being dramatic. <laughs> she was like me, me, me. She's like taking a page out of Aria's book. Yeah, Just she kidding. was like, oh, my ankle sprained. Can I get a full leg cast? She's like, oh, I have a bruised rib. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> they might have to replace my spleen. Aw, do you know how many kids across America get mono? We covered this last <laughs> week. Come on. So, guys, we've been super busy lately. And super. Um, mostly me. Just kidding. Uh-huh. Just kidding. Well, I mean, I am the blushing bride, so. And I am the maid of honor. Yeah, whatever that means <laughs> just kidding a he's the self-appointed maid of honor literally my mom was like caroline i'm gonna literally never, never mind <laughs> i was like here's Shit. what caroline was just gonna say that my mom made caroline well that isn't appoint true me her maid of honor that's not true she didn't make me there wasn't another option but she didn't make me <laughs> like it was like caroline your sisters will be your maids of honor and I won't be taking questions on that. But here's what I will say. Well, first of all, I obviously wouldn't have it any other way than to have you guys in Maids of Honor. You're the best. And I love you. Me and Lily, just to clarify. Yeah. And our other sister, Lily. Um, <laughs> and the our other sister. sister. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, hush falls over <laughs> their other sister. Um, it's like in Coraline, the like other mother and other family. <laughs> Lily's like our other sister. Every time Lily's name is said in the house, it's like, <laughs> everyone like looks over their shoulder yeah. they're like uh-oh but what i will say is that if you have siblings and you're getting married you are so lucky that they can be your maid maids of honor your best man whatever because it is so insane like thinking about it now like i asked my bridesmaids a long time ago that you know and i have eight bridesmaids and so it's a big wedding party and like they're all my best friends the thought of having to choose one of them I mean, it would be like the Hunger Games. The literal Do you remember when Gossip Girl when Blair is trying to pick her bridesmaids and her... Is it when she's like no friends at that time? She like doesn't have anyone to ask? Yeah, like Serena can't do it and she's marrying Louis and Mm -hmm. her and what is her name? Dorota. Oh, yeah. They're like like in Central Park and they're like literally having them like run around Central Park doing all this stuff. That would have to be what Caroline did. Yeah, well, and honestly, I think... I think it would be much easier just to do that with a bunch of strangers and choose them than to have to choose any of your actual friends because I think the wedding wounds would cut deep. Yeah. That so being said, I'm I'm You're welcome. That's just a little thing. You're all really lucky. But I wanna ask you, okay, so who do you think I know you know probably, but who do you think one would be the first of the liars to get married? And then who do you think they would choose to be their maid of honor? Mm. <gasps> and it can't be like a I choose all of you. Like we're not doing that. We're getting cutthroat. Right. And who do you think they'll marry? If we if it was like only who we know now. Okay. I think Hannah would get married. Okay. To who? To Sean. Really? Well, I mean, if it's only people I'm we know so right now. I'm so revolted and disappointed in you for saying that. If it's only people we know right oh now. Oh, my God. Hannah. Hannah, who we worship, we love, we celebrate. 
You yeah. know, we want her to marry Sean, piece of shit Acker. No, I don't want her to marry him, but you. Well, it, like, sounds like you've just <laughs> condemned her to do so. I was like, is she going to say Lucas? Because I'll literally jump across the table. <laughs> well, you're not going to do my girl welcome. like that. Okay. Well, okay, fine. Let's say Hannah and Sean get married. And, and Aria will be mad, but she's like, no, like. Ezra and I just need, we need to take some more time for us. Or like Arya would be like, we're just like unconventional. Yes, they're not going to get married. Like, we don't really need that. Like, I feel like th- it's like a label. We're just and like life like, partners. And yeah. We just like know that. So the institution of marriage is not something that like we really believe in. Like, we don't believe all humans are meant to be monogamous, but we've chosen each other as our life partners. Literally. And that's yes. kind of how we're moving through this. And instead of rings, we're going to get matching tattoos um, of of a dove, of a turtle dove. <laughs> And that's actually an inside thing. Like, that's, like, a, something special between so us. Ask, so I'm actually, actually. not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, and I'm also not going to tell you where. And we're actually going to do it to each other. <laughs> Stick and poke. Like, in prison. <laughs> but like, in prison, because when Ezra and I had to go through our little, our little stand where he was in prison for, <laughs> for like, <laughs> being with a minor and a student, when he was in prison for all those years, he got a bunch of stick and poke tattoos. And so then I would go for my conjugal visits. He'd teach me how. So... That's actually why it's super special to us. Perfect. So long story short, I think <laughs> Hannah's getting married first to Sean. And um, okay, I'm going to out of all the girls, I would say she chooses Emily to be her maid of honor. I would agree. I think Spencer might do the best job, but I think Emily would be the one who could like no, keep Spencer, her level headed a little bit yes, more. Spencer would be a, is going to be a great bridesmaid. Yeah. But I do think that she may stress Hannah out. And that's what I think, too. And I think like for, I think there's like this competition kind of thing between Arya and Spencer and so like Hannah couldn't choose one of them it would have to be Emily or like somebody on the outside but Mona hasn't earned it so Lucas then maybe <laughs> well, no Lucas is gonna officiate <laughs> no I Lucas to hear his Lucas voice. is gonna be at the wedding sitting like in the like sanctuary of all the people and he's gonna like object I have obj- oh my god yes I, mean, I think you deserve a better husband he's gonna be like Hannah deserves a sweeping romantic gesture like the one I'm about to do I object yeah he would he'd be he's like, gonna like set this. up you like deserve her he's gonna set up like wires in the church so that he can like actually just slide down <laughs> yes, into yes. the altar Mona like pulls out a gun and shoots him she's like we can carry on that was so unnecessary Lucas yeah <laughs> she's like takes him out she's like I'm not doing this today <laughs> anyway Hannah um, would have like snipers like at her wedding i'm just planning in case. to just in, actually no i'm not because i'm anti-gun rock and roll rock and roll no guns take the guns away if you're listening and you're mad i'm talking to you <laughs> if you're mad that we said you don't that, deserve to have you one. don't need a gun yeah yeah you're <laughs> if like that the was last enough to person make you i think should have one let's take that away um anyway should we oh phoebe it's your turn to do the recap for last week all right so if you'll remember, at Camp Mona, Hannah was hit by a car who we can only assume was driven by A. This is because she saw Noel right on the back of Ezra's car. I see you because Ezra and Arya were in the car hooking up at Camp Mona. Arya in this last episode does get Noel to kind of calm down about it a little bit. She doesn't think he's going to tell at this point. Hannah does believe Noel is A and is trying to get the girls to understand that. Emily came out last episode and disaster struck in the field household. It was really difficult to watch. Hannah friend zones Lucas because he tried to kiss her in her sleep. When Hannah friend zones Lucas, she says, I have a boyfriend. And Lucas says, I think you deserve a better boyfriend. Then we see Ashley steals money from an old woman at the bank. And we don't really know what's going to go on there. Nothing good, I can presume. Ian and Melissa are married, which is 
insane. Spencer and Alex are dating. If you forgot, which I don't know how you could, they are the best couple on the show at the moment. And we ended last episode with A writing a message on Hannah's cast. So that is where we are. And let's get into episode 12, Salt Meets Wound. So if you remember last episode, A had written that message on Hannah's cast and she was like wipe it off wipe it off and it's literally in sharpie fully sharpie (laughs) um so they did put a sticker over it Spencer went and got his sticker and it says Humpty Dumpty was pushed which I think is like a smear campaign against I don't know who but (laughs) whoever fucking pushed him but then Aria is like seriously like you couldn't have gotten a better sticker like I don't know save the planet (laughs) like Aria shut like Aria why didn't you go get the sticker yeah why didn't you well she didn't want to use her car no she didn't want to drive the car because Fossil fuels. Could have walked. You you could have walked. You had a bike. Yeah. What the shocking? Ezra has a bike. bike. Oh, they do have bikes. Weren't they like walking? They do have bikes. You okay? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's why she likes Ezra because he's a bike and he's not contributing to except for when they make out in In his his car car and leave it running. Anyway, (laughs) enough about that. Enough about her. Something else that is driving me absolutely berserk immediately in the scene is Hannah's like, "What's going on with Noel? Have you guys talked to Noel? She's back home. She's at her house in the wheelchair. They're all there with her." And she's like, what is going on with Noel? Have you talked to Noel? And Arya's like, no, I have been avoiding Noel. Okay, here's my thing with this, Arya. <laughs> you have to talk to him. Your friends, it would really help out your friend who was just allegedly hit by a car Noel was driving. Like, you, uh, it's the only thing you're asking the way you to do. In there. You're the way in. Exactly. And it's like, it's not, it's like when your mom asks you to do something like, over and over and over and over and over again. Like, they're telling you this has to be done. It's been like a couple episodes now of them being like, hey, Arya, have you talked to Noel? And you won't do it out of your own selfish reasons. It's like, I just, oh my God. It, I just, it pisses me off about her. <laughs> and she's like, no, of course I haven't talked to him. It's like, okay, well, why? Because we've been asking you to. Yeah. So what do you mean? Like, of course and you, you haven't. And every time we ask you to, you're like, oh, fine. I, I know, I know. And then you don't. So, and you act like it would be like insane for them to ask. It's just and you did talk to him last episode briefly. Yeah. Only, only to you. save your relationship yeah. with your creepy She's teacher. Not, certainly not going to bring up anything that might help somebody else. Like her right. friend who's in a fucking wheelchair. But Hannah's like so hungry. She just wants food. So the girls all leave her to go like get the rest of her stuff in the car. And Hannah can't wait another second. No, she needs a Pop-Tart. She like <laughs> now. Has, has voiced this. She's made this clear. She needs a Pop-Tart. So she grabs one of her crutches and goes to open the cabinet and like knocks down every box in the cabinet on like the top shelf. Which, even if she wasn't in a wheelchair, I don't think they'd be able to reach up there. Well, that's the point. Why would you put pasta and pop tarts anywhere within reach if you're trying to be skinny? Ugh. It's the whole thing. It's the whole Marin way. Why um, do they buy pop tarts to begin with? Why are they just in the house? Well, Hannah is the last one who went shopping. <laughs> she's like, I'll buy whatever I fucking want. I'll put them up here. Her yes. mom's not likely to find them. She but said, all the peas, pineapple, pasta, Pop-Tarts. Yes, yes. But she thinks maybe her mom might not see it up there, I guess. But she's wrong. Oh, she's her wrong. Her mom's find out she's super wrong. Because Hannah knocks down, again, every box in the cabinet. And she goes to pick up the lasagna box. And I she guess she thinks she's going to put them back. <laughs> from, like, from her perch on the wheelchair <laughs> and everything's on the top shelf and the girls of course like don't help her get anything down I just, no ugh, they're so and she annoying. opens the lasagna box and she finds money 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 hundreds of unmarked bills like tied to pieces of 
lasagna which yeah. i'm like i don't know I, we could have just probably taken the lasagna out and just stuffed or it. like i do think they're probably you could have gotten like a safe yeah there are a lot of th- uh, ashley yeah. why isn't it in your room i think i would have chosen like anywhere else other th- the the one room that i am certain you guys share it, well she's like it's not, it's on the top shelf hannah can't reach it i mean they're both thinking things about the other they need to communicate better is what i've learned yeah if they're gonna be thieves they're gonna be thieves if they're gonna be skinny and thieves then they just need to communicate <laughs> better is what i've learned but so hannah's like horrified shocked by what she's finding and the girls run back in so she's like clutching the lasagna to her chest like it's her newborn child and she wants the girls to get out as soon as possible she's like no you guys can just go well, it's funny they like go to pick up the everything that's fallen and she's like no 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 stop and they're like okay it's like well i mean (laughs) it would be nice if you like could try again maybe because she can't put them back up herself and then he's like thank god God, yeah i don't really feel like doing that anyway (laughs) so she's like hannah can you get up for a second so i can stand on the wheelchair so i can reach that top shelf that's like remember when i was in new york for oh my god for my high school choir trip to new york and i was in a wheelchair a prop i'll never forget i I wasn't there but the pictures are worth a lifetime yeah 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 they're amazing they're worth a lifetime. <laughs> They're priceless. Yeah. Pictures are worth a million words. What's this? Who cares? A picture's worth a thousand words. A thousand words. Not even a million. But th- these ones, maybe, maybe a million. Maybe a million. Maybe a million. But I'm standing. I'm not standing. I'm sitting in She's the wheelchair. certainly sitting. <laughs> in like the lobby of a Broadway theater because we're going to see Catch Me If You Can on Broadway. With Aaron Tveit. With Aaron Tveit, yes. And this woman I was with was was trying to get like, because the, the building didn't have an elevator. So I would have had to go up the steps to get to our seats. Obviously, I couldn't do that. So they had to provide accommo- accommodations. And this old woman comes up to me. She's like, excuse me, can you please get up so that my husband can sit? And I was like, so... Like, I'm in a wheelchair <laughs> with she, a hot pink Literally. She's, she can't stand. And I didn't have my crutches. I had to leave them on, like, the bus that, like, shuttled us and over And what there. Caroline does next is actually insane, but also probably what I would do. Well, it tells you everything you need to know about me and my heart. That's <laughs> what it really does. Is she keeps yeah, if, you going guys like, did, if you guys didn't get the picture from the, the last big huge heart, eleven <laughs> episodes of this podcast, big huge heart in here, <laughs> um, underneath my bruised ribs, big huge heart. Um, but um, so again, she's like, my husband needs to sit down. And it's like this older man, and I'm like, I mean, clearly she can see me, and she knows what she's asking, and she's still asking. So I said okay, and I got up and I stood on one leg, and I just. And the guy sat in my fucking wheelchair. <laughs> that is can you imagine being so rude? I know. Like, no, I can't. The fact that people like that exist. Where, like, there wasn't a moment in her mind where she was like, this is not appropriate to ask. This girl who's in a wheelchair. And it's and not it like di- she couldn't see I was in a cast. I was in a bright And it didn't hit her, cast. like, throughout. Like As I'm sit- like, standing on one leg, like, holding onto the wall so I don't fall down. Oh, my goodness. Then the woman comes, the woman helping Caroline out comes back over. And she, like, screams at these people about how I'm in a wheelchair. And I got back in my, my wheelchair. And then Caroline got, like, front row. Yeah, I got seats. like second or third row seats to the show and all the rest of the choir was way up in the balcony. We should post this picture. There is mm-hmm. a picture of the entire choir of the high school in Times Square. <laughs> like hu- like a hundred people. You probably. guys heard of Times Square, Rosewood Times Square? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This this one is a lesser known Times Square. Yeah, it's this in New one's York. like not quite as big, but it's in New York City. If you ever heard of it. It's like just that. a small little town. Yeah. They're all in Times Square and Caroline is in the dead center yeah front row of this picture in her wheelchair with her hot pink cast it's it's like i'm like framed perfectly nightmare 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 hannah's in that wheelchair 
She's got the pasta, the money pasta. And honestly, you know what? I think that pasta is equivalent to currency in some worlds. So I'm not surprised that Mrs. Marin put the money in there. <laughs> pasta? You could pay me in pasta. However, she gets an A message. Yes. And yes. this, a- well, where she gets the A message, the girls leave and they're like, Emily's, Emily's <laughs> really the only one who's like, are you sure you don't want us to stay? Ari's like, do you need your gut? Literally. Okay, bye. Emily's like, do you need help getting to the couch? And Ari's like, Em, she said she's fine. Literally, like, she can like, she literally, if she can't walk, she can roll. Like, like she she'll get there just fine. Like, it'll be fine. Then Spencer does something peculiar. <laughs> peculiar. Almost like, if you guys will recall, like, episode two, Hannah and Spencer were walking down the hall. Spencer just, like, grabbed Hannah's hand. And they just hold hands down the hall. They do this a lot, the holding hands. This is, like... This is another level. I guess Spencer's feeling maternal. She she goes to leave, and then she's, like, thinks better of it. The look over her face. <gasps> I've forgotten something incredibly important. She goes back to dear Hannah, kisses her on the head, and leaves. <laughs> okay. She's a mom who can do that. Thank you. I want to advise anybody listening. You don't have to kiss your friends on the head. In fact, we don't. advise against it. <laughs> in fact, don't. It might make them uncomfortable. And if it were me, it might result in a, I don't know, como se dice, restraining order or something <laughs> like that. Um, but anyway, the girls do leave. And as soon as they do, Hannah gets the text from A. It's a good text. It says, like mother, like daughter, can you run from the law on those legs? <laughs> <laughs> those legs. Like, if you'll remember, the last message that A gave Anna was kind of, like, apologetic. Like, sorry, I lost my temper. Well, it wasn't, like, actually apologetic. <laughs> he was, like, she was trying to make amends. She, like, was saying sorry. Like, And it's honestly, I think it's on the girls not to accept that. It's not very godlike of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that wasn't a real apology. That was that was actually like <laughs> no, I know, like but salt in the wound. Yeah. Oh, salt meets wound. Name of the, the name of the episode. Nice. Ooh, it all ties in together. That's how I know I'm right. <laughs> and it wasn't an apology. It was salt in the wound. And now she's saying this. And I think the last thing I'll say about this scene. Are you saying she? It's Noel. Oh yeah, yeah. I just think A is a girl because like like of everything. No guy would do this <laughs> no, shit. That's so I'm sorry. True. I'm sorry. Just don't believe that. No guy can think about anything other than himself long enough to do this. That's also how I know it's not Aria. The last thing I want to say about this scene is that I want a petition to replace D's nuts with those legs. Because I think those legs is a funny fucking phrase. Lily, Lily, our little sister, if you're listening. <laughs> the other sister. Please. please. Those legs. Wow, wow, wow. We just flew right into this. Yeah, I mean, if I were Hannah, I would be keeping this to myself for a minute, probably. I don't know what I would do about it. If I were Ashley, I know what I would do. So let's just let's just get into this. So Mrs. Marin comes home. She's bought Hannah like a really nice. Well, they're called husbands, which I've always who lays with their husband like that. Not I. Maybe it's like as soon as you get married, it's like you. Oh, it's so like Caroline doesn't actually, actually be, know yet. Yes, I'm not married yet. Phoebe like outed my wedding day, so you guys. No, I'm getting married in October, but um, as soon as I, I did am married, ask Caroline if I could keep that in, and she said yes. Okay. She's been revealed. Okay. Exposed. Wow. Um, I love to throw you under the bus. I didn't think you'd do the same to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, anyway, so Hannah's like, I thought we were in this no spend zone. Like, she's brought home this big pillow and she's brought all these things for Hannah because she's going to be on the couch for a while. So Hannah's like, What happened to the no spend zone? A month ago, we couldn't afford basic cable and bubble bath, which I just want to say, Hannah, <laughs> those aren't the basics. <laughs> Like, I don't know a single one of my friends was cable. The, the bubble bath for sure. Bubble bath? 
that's number one on your list of priorities, just like the freaking pineapple. I just think, yeah, I mean, anyway, those aren't necessarily the basics is my point. But her mom's like, I told you, like, we got alone. Everything's fine. And Hannah just comes right out and says that she's like in the lasagna box. I would be horrified to say that because I think me in my head, I'd be like, well, like, I don't know what it's for. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a, like I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think I would be comfortable asking. But I guess questions. But eventually a message like I feel like maybe that. Maybe she would have rationalized it if A hadn't come out and say, like, Maybe. you guys are both criminals. I don't know. I don't know what I would do, honestly. Like, what an insane situation. And it, it gets worse because the other thing is if I was Ashley Marin, okay, I would have thought exactly, like, I, I would be like, this is the story I'm going to tell if anyone ever does find this. Like, because it is where to in, find like, this. a cupboard. Right. It's in the cupboard. And she, she does go, I thought, like, it was safe up there in a box of carbs that's been untouched. So my theory was correct. You were. But it's like, I would have rehearsed and practiced and come up with some kind of explanation that I thought was maybe believable that wasn't the truth. It didn't make it seem like I stole money from a customer at the bank I work at. Like, I would have thought of something to come up with about this money. Yeah. And Ashley did. Sure, I mean, I would be like, I don't know what that. Where did that come from? Like, wow. Yeah, I don't know what I would have thought, but um, I just think she needed to think of a better lie because she comes right out and tells Hannah, like, this is a loan from the bank. It's unauthorized. I borrowed it from a customer and she'll never know that it was taken. It's like, what? On what planet do you admit that out loud to your 16 year old? Who, first of all, doesn't need to have this on her sh- conscious, on her shoulders, but also might not be trustworthy enough to handle this information. Oh, definitely not. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just think it's it's wild. But now it's all out there. Hannah knows. And uh, we'll see what happens next. Oh, boy. The family dinner from hell. This is breakfast. The family breakfast from hell. This is how we're starting our day we're in getting the Fields household. We're dinner. All right. Emily, Wayne, <laughs> and Pam Fields are enjoying breakfast right away. I mean, it's, it's silent. Pam looks ill. She's holding back vomit. Like, <laughs> literally. She's like... <laughs> Which is like, girl, and you nothing's happening with your daughter. Right like, but but so Wayne goes. I love these sausages, and it, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, Emily, what about you? You love these sausages? We wish. <laughs> like Pam, Pam, Pam's like, I made them specifically for Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's like pushing them around her plate. She's like, I'm not hungry for sausage today. And I was like, Oh, that's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you find out Maya's gonna be going over for dinner. Pam trying her darndest to be kind is like, Your friend, um, like, is she allergic to anything? Is there anything she doesn't eat? And, and Emily says, like, What? She eats everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. She says she eats everything. And Pam gets up and Emily looks at her dad and she's like, okay, I know I asked for this dinner, but if it's too much for mom, like we can cancel it. And this is when it becomes apparent what actually happened. Her father's being supportive. He's like, no, we are thrilled to have Maya over. Like, it's going to be great. You know your mom. She'll just kill her with kindness. And, like, and I'm like, if I know anything about Pam Fields, that is not what she's going to do. <laughs> Since episode one. I have not seen the woman be kind, like, even once. <laughs> Especially <laughs> last episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, are we just supposed to expect that from her why would we why would we Wayne. expect that history has not proven that she can do that no but what's obvious is that i think wayne maybe had a conversation about how you know like i, I think he has is coming around to it it might yeah. be difficult for him but he's not going to let this overshadow how much he loves his daughter he doesn't 
I mean, anytime he has Emily is precious. So he's not going to fuck that up, you know? And I think he isn't going to let Pam do that either. He's going to try his hardest not to let her do it, at least while he's in the house. And so I bet what it is is, you know, Emily was like, I would love for you yeah, to meet she's Maya because I think you could really yeah, like her. Yeah. Her dad was like, well, I'll talk to your mom and we would love to do this. And, you know, it was kind of like, because I, I mean, Pam, obviously, lo- they, she and Wayne really love each other. Like they're very like cuddly and affectionate and mm-hmm. all these things. So I do think it's the kind of thing that if he did say to her, like, we need to do this for Emily, she would do it. But I am happy they're going to have it. I am like, pray to God that it goes well. I want to speak with the costume department. <laughs> Guys, it's, 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 this is arguably the worst tragic. outfit. Like, I mean, and we've seen some nightmare ensembles on these girls. This, this outfit on it Spencer. Looks, it looks like the costume department watched an episode of Downton Abbey. And then they watched then, an episode of Gossip Girl. Yeah. Do and you, met in the okay. middle these hats and it's not the hats we've been talking about you know it's worse we have opinions on the hats have we talked about your thing with hats i think it's about time so when phoebe was a little tyke until she was i don't know 16 or 17 (laughs) she was obsessed with fedoras how many did you have i don't feel comfortable disclosing that information um you're stalling like 40 oh my god i was gonna say 27 i was like over 20 you're like 40 probably and you're probably downplaying it i i still have i could go home and count oh my god i need you to okay phoebe and i are gonna go live and we're gonna watch (laughs) the original uh what is it called original sin and we're gonna make phoebe put on a different fedora (laughs) for every minute that passes we'll just see like when we run out she wore these fedoras every single day i like, got my first one in second grade at kohl's every girl remembers the moment they got their first fedora at kohl's <laughs> <laughs> maybe yes so, i mean she was a, she, it was like the white one with the black pinstripes right that was your first one yeah and it soon turned like gray with black <laughs> pins because like, she wore it constantly it's like you can't really wash a fedora she had oh my god so many of these and she would wear them every single day Paired with vests, ties, <laughs> like, I mean, everything I hate about what these girls are wearing. Anytime I talk about the vests, the belts, the ties, the hats, <laughs> Phoebe is, like, taking them as personal attacks, and now I understand why. Because if Phoebe was dressing these girls back then, she'd do the same thing. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, They'd all be dressing like little British boys. Yeah. That's like how Phoebe dresses as a child. As a young girl, she dresses as a little British boy. <laughs> <laughs> like like one of the royal British boys, <laughs> like in a three piece suit going to school, but like the pants are actually Bermuda shorts, <laughs> and then she's got like skater, she's like like heelys or something on. So actually, <laughs> not like little royal boys at all. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of to compare it to. Okay, whatever. So let's get to the scene, Phoebe. Enough about you. We've all I'm had enough <laughs> about you. I, I didn't even fucking bring it up or want to talk about it. So <laughs> it had to be said. I um. I'm in love with Alex, and this scene is, is just so, so smooth. He is drive well. Th- little little Phoebe's dream car is the car that Alex is driving. Is it a red Mustang? A re- like a 1966 Ooh, Mustang. Let's yeah, let's get specific here. 1966 red. 1966, Mustang. 67. But I. Ooh, the vibrato! <laughs> You've been taking voice lessons. <laughs> Not with me, fucking traitor. <laughs> Spencer is wearing a hat. <laughs> and like, we are, have you guys? Oh my god, I, I, I didn't think I was gonna go here again this episode. I am gonna do it. If you guys have seen Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, <laughs> you 
know when like yes. the boba yes. girls come in like a it's floor, kind of like that and they've got those hats that look like gumdrop kind of things yeah but That's it's worse like, no this one's it's like a bucket hat but it's like yeah an elevated bucket hat because it's that like it's made material of like felt kind of yeah. like that like a stiff belt and it like comes down over the ears so like where bucket hats get floppy like imagine those sides like going straight down but they still kind of come out a little bit a little imagine a cross between a bucket hat and then the hats that the girls wear from like Bobaton or whatever in harry potter so she's wearing that she's wearing that but it's maroon also it's maroon and it it's maroon because which is a color that's like a source of big like contention for me and phoebe the maroon burgundy no but this is for sure maroon because her shirt is also maroon she's got a whole like prep school on it's just bad and we will post a picture and she has a vest on of course so if i talk about it any longer i'm gonna get worked so she's talking to alex and she's not talking to alex she's making making out out. Alex. she's like hanging over (laughs) the side of his door he's in a convertible because he's a cool guy alex goes get in and at first we're like Get in where? <laughs> and then Veronica Hastings is exiting like the coffee shop on the street, and she looks over and sees Spencer like ass out, like <laughs> hanging over the car, making out with Alex in front of everybody in like Rosewood Times Square. And she sees it, and she's like waving, like "Hey, kid. it's like very like she's not a regular mom. Cool yeah. mom. It's so funny. She's I mean, but she's about to be a bitch to Spencer, so whatever. What else is new? So Mrs. Hastings and Spencer are walking down the street. We find out that Melissa and Ian are on their honeymoon. We don't find out where, but we do get a few clues because apparently Melissa can't stop sending photos. And it looks like they are in a mall food court. Which is actually Caroline's nightmare. I feel like she has probably had nightmares about this, actually. It would never happen to me. It's so outside of the realm of possibility. It doesn't even cross my mind. Now that it has, I'm shuddering for the rest of my life <laughs> until my honeymoon's over and for I can the confirm rest it of my life to me yeah and, and mrs hastings goes well i guess when you're in love you don't care where you are i'm like well i care a little bit <laughs> i'm in love but i care a little bit at least <laughs> ian is also sending all of his stuff from the storage unit so has he been like living on the streets for the past year like he's sending it all to the ha- move out move out you guys are married now you don't need to live in mommy and daddy's house literally in the barn that spencer Decorated. If I were Spencer, I would oh set that barn on fire. <laughs> I would. With them in it. I would. But <laughs> I, I, I'd confirm. She's done it before. Are there signs of life inside the barn? Okay, and we strike the match. <laughs> Just I learned from Allie. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mrs. Hastings says something insane because Spencer's like, don't you think it's a little weird that like Ian was back in Melissa's life for like three days? She's being rational. Yeah. She's, she's like, yeah. Ian was back in Melissa's life for like three days. And, she, and, she and now they're married. Yes. And Spencer goes, also, don't you think it's weird that Melissa traded in her princess gown and pink champagne for a food court Slurpee? Which is very much Caroline vibes. Which one? <laughs> the, <laughs> Let's the clarify that in the pink Wait, Caroline's bridal shower was yesterday and the theme was pretty in pink and all the champagne was pink. It was excellent. It was an excellent day. Mrs. Hazing's response to Spencer saying that is, Spencer, be nice. You were a big part of Melissa's rough year. Melissa's Whoa. rough year? Spencer's best friend died. Was murdered. <laughs> Spencer was taken advantage of by two older men. Count them, two. Like, I would, and like, you don't know this, but Spencer's being stalked. <laughs> yeah. Spencer's like arguably got a lot going on. <laughs> and I'm sorry. And that she's still finding time to be like concerned for her sister's well-being. Mm-hmm. Now, Spencer's not going to be responsible for whatever happens with this, too, because she was like, Melissa, you should go get that coffee. Oh, right. So like, <laughs> Spencer really just needs to take her nose out of things that don't involve her. But also, Mrs. Hastings, if we could, as a mother, not place the blame on our 16-year-old daughter. Thank you. Especially w- when she's having the year she's having. It's, it's insane. But something insaner happens. It distracts us from that moment. 
Toby Kavanaugh is I literally out forgot of jail this happened. On bond, on bail. Um, yeah. I don't know what the difference between bail and bond is, Me but he's either. out. Hopefully we never have to find out. Spencer is upset that he's out because remember her commitment she to making him A and yeah. making him Allie's murderer. She's secretly like, Arya, don't talk to Noel. Don't talk to Noel. Because that would really disrupt my theory that Toby is A and hit Hannah with her car and like is the killer of Allie. Even though we know he's not. Arya sucks. Arya sucks bad. <laughs> she and Emily are walking into school. Just I guess roasting Arya's, Hannah. Well, I think Arya's like handing Emily Hannah's books to like yeah. bring to her or something. And she's like, just be careful. Um, don't give Hannah more than one book at a time. She doesn't do well with stacks unless they're catalogs. It sounds like something shitty Mona would say. Yeah. Like as a dig. Be- because it is. Arya, <laughs> you and Mona have way more in common than I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> you talk a lot of shit on Mona for someone who acts a lot like Mona. I'm just <laughs> saying. But we do have kind of an interesting scene right here with Emily and Maya. First time we're seeing them together. And since Arya for a mom. Yeah, she's Arya's there. there. But she's not. But she's there, but she's not. She's there, but she's not there. She's, she's in Aria. She's, she's in Aria's world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maya looks beautiful. First thing I noticed, she looks gorge. Like she's having a great hair and makeup day in this scene. She looks really pretty. And no more hat. No more hat. So we can see her hair looking beautiful. I hate that hat. And Emily's like, "Are you still coming to dinner?" And Maya's like, "Yeah, I'll be there. What should I wear?" Emily goes, "Oh, you can wear anything. A dress. <laughs> <laughs> a dress would be appropriate. Thank you." <laughs> And Maya and makes like, a huge what? deal out of this, though. Like, and I don't think Maya needed to like go as far as she went. She's like, oh, a dress. So I can think I'm a girly girl. I'm going to wear a dress. I'm going to wear a prom dress. I mean, like, she's like, she doesn't say all that, but and she Emily, might as she, well. And Emily's like on the verge of tears. Yeah, Emily's like, she's I'm like, just saying. She's like, like, no, you don't get it. She like, goes, Maya goes, are they going to think my jeans are too butch? Whoa. <laughs> Emily's like, don't say things yeah, like that she's like they're not gonna make fun of you i just and like also maya be a little sensitive like just because like emily had to have told you how horrible exactly this just went. and maya has probably already gone through like i'm getting the vibe that she's gone through something like this or she has come out or that her mom is at least aware of maya's sexuality because emily says my mom is not your mom yeah so and we know that maya's mom is certainly more liberal than than emily's mom well they're from california yes and maya smokes pot in the house and they're and, musicians. Yeah. So they're a little bit more like hulu. <laughs> a little bit more like woo-woo. Um, so they're more comfortable with, with the, these matters than Emily's like military family is. So I do think Maya could be a little bit more sensitive to that. And Absolutely. we've seen that she could have been a little more sensitive. Especially because it's just like, it's not giving Emily's family grace. It's just being there for Emily. Like mm-hmm. It's just being supportive girlfriend And making Emily. it easier for... Because like, you should be doing everything you possibly can to make it easier yeah, on Emily. Especially if you've already been through this yeah and you have to acknowledge how lucky you are that your situation wasn't as difficult as emily's is and like so aria she speaks up <laughs> she speaks up she goes well if you're gonna wear jeans iron them she like, walks ah! <laughs> she walks away <laughs> la- cracking up at what she just said yeah like, she's losing her mind she's just laughing to herself and then she sees no con no, on the stairs no, who no these <laughs> i hate when people do this wave where it's like they actually don't wave they just like put their hand up <laughs> like okay. they just like go like this understood got it did you <laughs> he was like it looks like they're trying to give you a high five and aria was arguably too far away <laughs> to complete the high five. no it looks like he's like um one of those little yellow um hmm. like crossing guard plastic people oh okay like just in the street like this okay i don't think they have like fingers though (laughs) no but he like gives her like a friendly warm smile he wait like he's not being a dick and aria gives him a look like she detests him she's repulsed by him and she gives him this wave it's like (laughs) 
I, I can't even recreate. It's like the bitchiest way I've ever seen on planet Earth. And then we go back to, to Maya and Emily. So it's just a quick little moment between them. And Maya and Emily are talking. And Emily's like, look, this has been really hard for me. Like, my parents didn't take it so well. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're changing the channel when Ellen comes on. <laughs> like, whoa, okay. That's <laughs> insane. Okay, Emily's like, please turn that back on. <laughs> Yeah, so I again I'm I'm nervous. I'm actually nervous that Maya's gonna act up at dinner too. I think she's going to you're, based on your you're reaction like to you that. That <laughs> This dinner is not gonna go great. So I understand that at Rosewood High, the rules might be different than when I grew up in Mount Lebanon, okay? I understand you might be allowed to wear hats in school. But you I shouldn't. would write Spencer up for wearing that fucking hat in my class. I have a dress coder. Like that's, for the that's whole distracting outfit. me. That's distracting me, that's distracting the students. That is a disturbance to the peace in the room. So please take that. Actually, you know what? They're talking about Gatsby. And that's kind of like a Gatsby-ish mm, like yeah. hat shape. So maybe it's costume day. Just for Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in Mr. Fitz's class talking about the great Gatsby. Gatsby. And he says, Gatsby's more than just a pretty face. <laughs> okay. The bell rings. You can't get too into that. It's something just to like food for thought. Food for thought for yeah, the rest of the day. And there he's... <laughs> He's urging them all to, I guess they're finishing the book or something. I and think he's like, they like have a quiz coming up yeah. and he's like, Re read the man, not the blogger. It's like, no study guides, no <laughs> study guides. So Aria approaches him. I just think you have each other's phone numbers. We know you see each other outside of school. Some conversations can wait. And only should. Have five minutes between classes, Aria. Like you have places to be. Well, the hallway is so short. Oh, right. It's she the doesn't hall. have long to travel, but her legs are short. So I was like, mm. <laughs> anyway, she goes up to Ezra and she's like, hey, I know who wrote that thing on the back of the car. What possessed her to say this? I literally don't know. Didn't <laughs> she know the last time we talked about it? Noel's wave. Like, I guess. But she tells him it was Noel. And Ezra immediately is like, okay, anyway, who else knows? Like, just spit it out. Tell me. And she's like, nobody else knows. Nobody else will know. A lie. Noel would never tell anybody. Like, Arya. You can't even have a conversation with this man. Why do you trust that he's not going to tell anybody? You already know he, he wanted to go to the principal with you. He's ready to like make moves on this and you're trusting him. If I was trusting somebody to protect a very, very sensitive piece of information about my life, I would be so nice to that person. I would be sweet as Hi, I would be doing anything I could. Yeah. I wouldn't be like waving at them and like hissing. I'm like, stay back. <laughs> like is basically what she's doing. Stay back. That's my favorite she's, thing she said. She's being absurd. She didn't say that. No, no, you. Oh, my God, that's my favorite thing she said. I'm like, did you watch this? I made that up. It was actually a riff. I'm glad you thought that was real. Clearly my acting is realistic. Aria also quickly got a spray tan. I want to just mention that. Yeah, um, she did. Um, she's tan. She's tan. She's tan. She looks good. But Ezra's like angry. I think Ezra has some anger issues. He like is like clenching. He's angry, desk. but he's also keep. I mean, how would you react? No, but if I, your student girlfriend approached you in the middle of the school day, people are like barely out of the classroom. They're trailing out. He's getting ready for his next class. And she's like, hey, by the way, when we were making out in your car the other night, one of your students saw and wrote, I see you in the back of the car. And I know I denied it. Also, he's in love with me, but he's not going to tell anybody because he's known about us the whole time, actually, <laughs> is what she says. So I think I'd be like a little bit mad. Fair enough. A little bit upset, but he keeps it together well. And, and he's like, says, we can't talk about this here, <laughs> which Arya takes as a cue to actually walk about an inch away. He like, She she inches up to him, and so they are basically hugging in she the classroom. Literally, like, he's like, let's talk about this later. And she's like, can I kiss you? <laughs> she's like, it's, the, it's the same idea, but she actually says, can I come to your apartment later? So I imagine we'll revisit this conversation in a bit. Very quickly, we have a scene of Spencer and Emily walking down the hall. Spencer's like, make sure Maya doesn't do all the talking tonight. <laughs> they like hate Maya. And I don't They're know like, why. Maya, if you're going to wear those jeans, iron them. And also don't speak. <laughs> 
Like Maya, also iron your lips shut. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so they keep walking. Mona comes up behind them and is like, let's throw a party, a surprise party at Hannah's house where she can't leave. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah <laughs> is confined to her home. So we're going to get in there. We're going to decorate. We're going to throw a surprise party and we're going to make sure she gets there at the exact right time. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to call Mr. Hannah. So I guess you were right. I was. Sean and Hannah are married. Because <laughs> that's actually. And he took our first name. That's what Anthony's going to go by, Mr. Caroline. He already does. He already does. Thank you so much. I mean, who knows? He might take my name. Mr. I might make him take my Mr. name. Mr. and Mrs. Caroline. I think Mr. and Mrs. Connell. I love that. Those are our parents. That sounds great. Those are our parents. Those also might be me. Those, Those also, also might be, be me. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. So we have that little, that little moment. Um, Mona also is really troubled. She's like, okay, so what? Hannah had her spleen removed. And no, she like, goes, a little surprise party. Like, we love you with or without your spleen. <laughs> and Emily <laughs> goes, she didn't have her spleen removed. And Mona's like, are you fucking kidding me? Bitch. <laughs> She's like, that's so uncool. Like... <laughs> Okay, no, I was friends. She would have lost spleen. at least three pounds. Yeah, how how much does a spleen weigh? Before <laughs> we throw the party, can we f- can we find out that, and then I'll consider if I'm ready to have this party. Then we have a rather intense scene. Yeah, yeah, a wild scene. So suspenseful music. Everything is scary, as it <laughs> tends to be in Rose in Rosewood. <laughs> Noel Kahn approaches Mr. Fitz at his desk, and Noel has written a paper that Scott and a C. Which and is Noel, so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Noel does not think he deserves to have that C. And so he brings it to Mr. Fitz. He's like, I just want to talk to you about something. The comments you put on my paper, they were pretty harsh. And Ezra's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for them to be harsh, you know. And Noel's like, yeah, I mean, I just think, like, I worked really hard on this. And I don't think this is a fair grade. And Ezra's like, again, I'm sorry. It just it was clear, like, you hadn't read all of the material. And Noel goes, I think I know enough to get a better grade than this. Oh my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shots fired by Noel Khan. And Ezra stands up. He stands up. But here's the moment where I'm like, okay, Ezra, tread carefully, number one. But number two, he asked Noel, what, what are you asking me to do here? Change the grade? Because that's not going to happen. And I'm like, R- okay, so yeah, that's the line you're not going to cross. Yeah, the literally. academic in- integrity line. <laughs> you're like, this line, you're asking me to do something that's absolutely against my morals, against the code of ethics for this school. <laughs> it's like <laughs> against the law. It's like, huh, what? Who else is asking you to do something <laughs> like that? <laughs> Noel goes, well, I think the paper deserves this grade. And he crosses out the C on his paper and writes an A. And he tells Ezra to have another look and maybe you'll change your mind. Ezra's shaking in his freaking boots, as I would be. What would you do? Like, I, I would change the grade. About that. I would, yeah. I would change the grade and I would say, hey, Aria, I am going to go take a teaching job elsewhere. And like before I do that, I'm going to take all my vacation days right now so I can find a job. I'm going to get all those paid vacation days, save that money, find a job somewhere else, wait for you to turn 18, <laughs> change his grade before I go, and like just leave it at that. Aria is going to look at him and be like, ah! I know. Oh my God, when She's Aria finds out. Mind. Lots of Ezra content this episode. But it's not the good kind. No. Arya sneaks like a little timid field mouse into Ezra's classroom. <laughs> He's looking out the window pensively. She goes, hey there. Hey there. And he uninvites her over. He's like, you're not coming over tonight, you little bitch. Because you're, you're a little friend. friend He's not here. who you think he yeah, is. You don't even know anything about him. And she's like, what did he say? It's like, well, what are you going to do, Arya? You can't even talk to him. So what are you going to do? <laughs> you won't even talk Maybe to him. Maybe if you would have talked to him, you wouldn't be threatening your little boyfriend. But lucky for Ezra, he's saved by the... Jenna. He's saved by Jenna, who needs she him goes, to sign. Mr. Fitz. Yeah, she speaks in a British accent. No, because she's Australian. Oh, I didn't know And that. she doesn't 
have a great American accent. I didn't know that because all of her TikTok, she's just lip syncing to other people's audience. <laughs> I've like never heard the girl speak outside no, of the show. She's Australian. She's an accent. Oh, okay. So, so that's she's why she's such a bizarre. Fit, I can't do. I work so, you guys, I work so hard to do an Australian accent. Her but Siri, it doesn't come naturally to me. Her series. <laughs> it's crazy. To it's be like, honest. It's like you're not from Australia. Okay. I mean, I can do an, we all know I have an incredible British accent. Like you might not know this, but I have a great Irish accent. I do a great Shakira impressions. Like I've got things going for me in that department. Okay. And it's, and it's troubling to me, to my soul. It's a, it's a weight on my soul to cross. I have to bear. It's the albatross around my neck (laughs) that I can't do an Australian accent. Can you do New Zealand? That's my favorite accent. They're basically the same. No, but it's kind of more fun. Okay, They're well, f- when you perfect both of those accents, you can show me, explain to me the differences, the minute differences. Well, just like and listen you can to Lord talk class for me. Listen to Lord talk and then I listen did. to Nicole Kidman she talk. She talked a lot at the concert. She's a talker. She's love a you, talk. girl. She's chatty. We loved it. At least she wasn't telling me to shut the fuck up. Like, as long as Lord is not <laughs> shushing I am me. my mother. Like, she wanted us to be quiet so she could do the worst singing I've ever heard in my life. The worst vocalizing I've ever heard. I love Ella. I love her. Not Montgomery and not Fitzgerald. I'm talking about Ella. As you don't love Ella Fitzgerald. I'm just saying that's not who I'm talking about in this moment. Love to both. Love to all the Ellas of the world. Except the Cinder one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm off my rocker today. Jenna needs him to sign, like, an absent form. I wonder if it's because she has to go to, like, court or something for Toby. I don't know or care. Anyways. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> that seems... Hashtag over. Then we walk <laughs> out. Like, Can we please get to Alex? The heartthrob Alex. Then we walk out of the school. Alex is looking through a pamphlet. Spencer's Spencer comes out. Way more tolerable. She has a pony, a high pony. No hat. No hat. No hat to looks, be seen. And again, it's like, oh my God. Wow. That quickly. I love you again. That's all it took. The hat. It's amazing gone. how much one simple accessory can change how other people see you. I feel about you even. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Phoebe knows <laughs> all about that <laughs> she was like i was my most popular like i peaked in popularity when i was wearing the fedora every day yeah so i know all about that <laughs> i know i'm sorry phoebe that it hasn't been so great for you since your head got too big to wear fedoras <laughs> you know guys this podcast has made her head so big she can't fit it in a fedora now she's 40 none of them fit <laughs> poor thing justice for phoebe so phoebe says she thinks there's a breakup on the horizon for alex and spencer care to Tell us more about that. There's this tennis program in Sweden that he has been offered, and he does not want to do it. He doesn't want to go pro. I which, okay, so you, we're watching this, and he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Spencer is jumping the gun. She's like, oh, my God. And then I'll get an internship up in Stockholm, and we'll like, move there together. Spencer, you're 16. You're 16. What internship are you getting in Stockholm? I know, but also, like, why are you, are you guys ready to, like, move in together? Because it's kind of seeming like that's where you're headed with this. Alex is adamant that he doesn't want to do it. She doesn't understand because, you know, obviously it's the hate way if you get an opportunity you're gonna you take it. it you're gonna do whatever it takes to make that happen phoebe was like he can't afford to go but my question is like if he was given this awesome opportunity to potentially go pro one it sounds like this might be a little bit paid for for him but two it's like think of how much money he'd make if he went pro as a tennis player i know that doesn't make sense because he's like i don't want to go pro i'd rather just stay here and work i think save he just for wants college. to save for spencer yeah i mean that's the first thing i thought of is like he wants to be here with spencer that's good enough for him it's not good enough for her. No. And she thinks he should be going. She goes, how can you throw this opportunity away? And he goes, like this. And he physically throws <laughs> the opportunity away in and the garbage Spencer can. is disheartened and troubled. Yeah, she can't believe it. 
Well, it's dinner time at the fields. We have finally made it. We can't get to the scene quick enough. <laughs> it's so deeply uncomfortable. And I'm also like I'm blaming Emily a little bit for some of this. Like Emily, they should you have know had better. like they should have had like a study sesh before this of like how to behave in yes. front of Wayne and Pam. Yes. So here's here are the things that I'm judging Emily for in this moment. So number one, Pam brings out, she's made this delicious seafood dinner. And Maya's like, oh, Oh my gosh, I'm, I can't have seafood. It's not like a moral thing. I break out in hives. And Pam's like, oh, Emily said you could eat anything. Emily, you didn't know she was like deathly allergic to seafood. You didn't ask? You Yeah. Number one, your mom asked you this morning. You're like, she'll eat anything. Okay. Obviously, she won't. And and also, as her girlfriend, that's not something you've learned about her. Haven't you guys like had dinner? To, I feel like it would have come up. Yeah. People talk. People with shellfish allergies love to talk about their shellfish Okay. We're not like allergies. shaming anybody with a shellfish allergy. It's okay if you don't talk about it. Actually, you should. Circulate <laughs> the information so you don't die. <laughs> wow, Phoebe. Phoebe's like, seriously, shut the fuck up if you have a shellfish allergy. <laughs> like, no one cares. Literally, no one cares. Uh, oh, my God, Phoebe. So, <laughs> Maya can't have it. And she feels so bad like she she's like i'm so sorry like she really because i think she thinks like okay i'm making a bad impression because i can't eat and there is nothing worse and like when you're at a friend's house or like a family's house and they're serving something and either like you can't eat it or you don't like it like i'm not really supposed to eat gluten i do but i'm really not supposed to and so i'll go through times where i try really hard not to and anthony's family is super italian and so they'll make like pasta and bread and like when we first started dating i was like i feel so bad because i really like if i eat like an Italian meal I can't move for the rest of the night like I'm in so much pain and I was like mortified I was like they're gonna hate me if I have to tell them that I can't eat gluten but anyway it just is the worst feel it's so you feel rude you feel uncomfortable like it's just yeah and Emily does nothing to like help resolve the issue Emily could be like well let's like figure out some yeah oh my god I'm so sorry like maybe mom let me come back there or why don't we or Maya and I will go pick up takeout we'll bring it back you know like and then that would have been an opportunity for Emily to be like okay so here's what else we talk. here are the talking points Maya because then Emily's like oh my gosh Maya tell my family about how your dad proposed to your mom well it's this comes up because it comes to Mrs. Fields' attention oh, right that Maya was the flower girl in her parents' wedding and that I mean, they she was a child born out of wedlock. There were two of them before their parents got married. And Maya tries to make a joke because she can sense that Pam's like, Oh, so you you were already here when your parents got married. Like she's clearly a but little she's bit like, girl, I don't know. It's not that crazy for you to be like you can wrap your head it's around not, it. You're acting like not, you've never heard of this happening before. I know. It's a very common thing that happens. And also it's not your place to judge. And you can if you're gonna judge do, do it. it inside your head. You, we can see it all over your face. And you're it. also asking questions we that can are... We hear cr- it. You're yeah. even basically saying it out loud. So we know. We know without a shadow of a doubt that you're judging. And Emily, try, I guess, tries to fix the situation of, the, of awkwardness. And I she just Wayne, makes like, it worse. how romantic they are. Like, they're so in love and whatever. And so it turns out that Maya's dad proposed to her mother with a Sharpie. He drew, like, the ring on her finger and then... Her mom never actually ended up getting a ring because her dad's like, oh, that's a nice placeholder. Like he's kind of trying to like, but he's still kind of being a dick, but he's trying to sort of lighten the mood. And she's like, oh, no, she never got a real one. When the Sharpie faded, she went and got it tattooed. They're really burst out laughing. They are really playing into this like 
crazy liberal vibe well, for them. Like, they, they met in Berkeley, Berkeley California. California. Like, I'm like, say, okay, like wow. literally. Yeah. They're, they're hitting all the check marks. Yes. They want us to know. This is Pam's absolute brunch. nightmare. Nightmare. And Wayne, like, is still laughing. And Pam gets up. She's, like, so upset. She gets up. She goes to walk into the kitchen. And Wayne's like, oh, Pam, I better uh, get some felt tip markers for our next anniversary, which is, like, a shitty thing to say in front of Maya. Because it's obviously, like, making fun of it. Yeah. I, I just, these people have no, I understand you've been in the battlefield, Wayne, but you don't have any social skills, too. What the <laughs> fuck? Pam goes in the kitchen where she has a complete mental breakdown. Like, she, the actress who plays Pam kills it in the scene. She job. is weeping. She's, like, sobbing. Gasping, and she's, so like, hard, trying like, to be quiet. Yeah, she's holding in her sobs. And, and it's, like... And it looks... Uh, Caroline Caroline thought that she was going back there to find something to poison Maya with. <laughs> she goes back <laughs> to the kitchen. She's, like, fumbling with all the, like, cans and ingredients and everything. And for some reason in my mind, I was, like, she's gonna, like, put fish in Maya's food and be, like, I don't know what happened. And Maya's gonna, like, break up. I thought Pam was about to try to commit a murder. Clearly, I don't remember anything about this television show. And I from think this point what on. Pam is actually doing is trying to figure out if there, she can make something up for Maya to eat. Wow, because she's, she's probably one of those moms that like just like puts her emotions out into food. Yes. You know? Oh my god, but we didn't even talk about why she gets so upset in that moment. She's already. Oh my god! I just blocked gets, it out of my fucking mind. I, I hate this part of the she scene. She gets up to go into the kitchen and she looks back at the table and she sees that Maya and Emily are playing footsie under the table. But to make matters worse, and Maya is wearing heels, like she did like try to dress up for this but Maya took her fucking foot they're not playing footsie even they are just like rubbing their feet together Maya took her foot out of the shoe and barefoot is like rubbing Emily's foot I know you made seafood Pam but feet smell you didn't smell that Emily didn't kick Maya under the table put your fucking shoe on Uh, yeah no I I I hate it that is not good table etiquette and I wouldn't know Maya a lot a lot has <laughs> happened in this scene at hannah's house so we understand what the surprise party is supposed to be i suppose yes mona's at hannah's house mona's like all dressed up she couldn't have like said something to hannah that might make hannah like want to dress up like, a let's, little l- bit let me give you a makeover that well, is like- so like mona that is so mona's like i'm gonna give you a makeover in the hospital bed but i'm not going to like warn you that the entire student body is about to be in your house literally for a party. like imagine okay you just get out of the hospital imagine anytime like when you've had surgery or i've had surgery surgery i'm not looking like like a human being speak for, for yourself okay so phoebe looks like a beauty queen according to phoebe um <laughs> i'm not looking like a human being for quite some time like there's no makeup going on i i can't sh- you can't also shower easily when you have a cast because you can't get the cast wet so you're not showering as much as maybe you would normally like i just mona this was a bitchy thing to do and that's so unlike you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> really out of character. We see a shadow on Hannah's porch. And this makes me sad because Omona sees a shadow and she's like, oh my God, there's somebody on your porch. Hannah freaks out. She's and like, right. Call the police, so call the police, call the police. She thinks it's A. She just got hit by a car. They don't know who did it. So even if no, let's say no one knows about A, right? And Hannah was hit by a car and they don't know who did it. Everybody knows she was hit by a car and everybody knows they haven't found who did it. So it would make total sense for Hannah to be terrified that there might be like a stranger on her porch and maybe wants to come finish the job. Like, yeah. So it kind of makes me sad. Like Hannah gets so upset. <sighs> but it's fine because Sean opens the door and comes in in his freaking khakis and white shirt and yeah surprise then surprise party she does kind of seem happy at first yeah but then we see noel and oh. she's like oh my god the person that hit me with his yeah. car is no like enters in slow motion yeah. with his politician smile on like he's just 
walking in and Hannah has a flashback to, I guess they had a party at Hannah's house back in the time of Allie. <laughs> and we get this flashback, this poor extra who got this featured moment. She has like a it's couple lines. She's sitting on Noel's lap. We never see this girl's face. Lucky for her. She's sitting on Noel's lap and she goes, Noel, that is it. We're over. And she gets up and storms out. Noel gets up. We don't find out like what happened. No. He looks over and we see Allie, Aria, Spencer, Emily, Hannah. Aria's dressed like a monster high doll. <laughs> that <laughs> like, is the perfect way to say it. Oh my exactly, God. And I know I can get a picture of this. She's like a cross between Sam from Danny Phantom and a monster high doll. She's got like the purple in her hair, pigtails, like uh, Wednesday Adams cosplays. Well, there's a lot. Happening. You know that video of Selena Gomez where she has blue in her hair and she's like very clearly on some sort of substance. But I don't think I do. She's at a Teen Vogue party. This is like 2009 maybe. Okay, I've n- I don't remember this oh at all. Oh my God. This is the, people. this video is incredible. Oh my God. She's getting interviewed. You need to find it and send it to I me. I will. And then I'll put it on our story too. And so they're in, um, Selena Gomez is, or the interviewer is like, you got some blue in your hair. And she's like, yeah, I got a little blue in my hair, like a little pop, a little edge. For the Teen Vogue party, she sounds like what's your name, Debbie Ryan. Yeah, that is and literally ever, the same energy. Like, like, but like, I can't sit still. Ah, whatever. She's like, I walked into Disney, and I looked at the CEO, and I said, "Let's make history." <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Those videos are so funny. When like on TikTok, the guy will like yes, say yeah, everything. Like, yeah. there. Oh my god, amazing! But that's what Arya's giving. And Ali's standing there and Noel looks over and is like, are you happy now? Like he knows they did something and everyone's clueless except of course, Allison. They're like, what did you do? What did you do? And she goes, we did this. Like, (laughs) aren't you still crushing on Noel? This is a page taken out of Miss Regina George's book completely. It's the food court scene in Mean Girls. Yes. Where Gretchen's like so mad because Jason hasn't called her and he's with Taylor Waddell and Regina George calls Taylor's home phone and is like, is Taylor there? This is blah, blah from Planned Parenthood. Like we got her test results back. If you could have her coming back it's urgent thank you and hangs up and then we see taylor get the phone call she's like mom what's wrong and regina goes taylor's not going anywhere with jason <laughs> it's like so sad that's exactly what allison has done like, yes and and she says an iconic line she says what i only kill when we need food yeah or when i'm bored yeah but she's like i did this for you aria aren't you still crushing on him what happened to the alley who said he wasn't seasoned enough for aria okay so that's the flashback we get to noel so i think what we're what they're trying to tell us is that maybe that's noel's motivation like he hated them because they broke up him and this girl who must have been really important to him even though that's not the girl who went to the kissing rock with you noel you little player you're a player it wasn't prudence you're a player it wasn't prudence my god so let me see some of the other people who were invited to the party and I have to say I am shocked to see Lucas, Sir Lucas at this party <laughs> and number he's one, wasted he's wasted I'm shocked for a few reasons number one who invited him yeah. I know it was not Mona no or Sean or Noel yeah so like did you just hear about it and I don't know how you got here number two he's obviously still so mad at Hannah why'd you come in insane incel behavior in this scene like just continuation it from gets last real episode. bad and he's drinking heavily he's like picking up random drinks like off the table drinking them Hannah's like you know you can have your own drink he's like I'm good and she says I've sent you all these emails he's like yeah I got them first of all you could text him you could call him why do we resort to email I think she, email he still doesn't have her phone number oh my god <laughs> we're really Hannah we're here and you don't have his phone number jeez oh man but Lucas says he's he's getting wasted he's trying to do less honor roll and more toilet, toilet roll, roll which I didn't year. understand I at guess all he's like 
He was like, I'm done studying because Hannah's like, I still need some help studying. He's like, been there, done that. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> and he makes all these like shitty comments. And, like, and then Sean just, comes like, over. Hates her because she doesn't like him, even though she couldn't have been nicer. And also, Lucas, she just got out of the hospital mm-hmm. so we could like be a little she bit was hit nicer. by a car she was, she was hit by a it's not like car. she was just like in the hospital she got her tonsils out like yeah. she was mowed down <laughs> yeah. by a yeah. vehicle her at her life at her body. best friend's party that she was disinvited from her lifeless body flew over this car. like i mean okay yeah i guess he had to be there lucas we're gonna <laughs> take this seriously so Sean, she's like again she still has a spleen so clearly <laughs> yeah, she, she's fine he and mona are on the same page yeah so sean comes up from behind hannah and says hey you got that picture of us at the lake you know the one from when we won chicken okay um sure and hannah's like no i don't know where it is and lucas goes sure you do it's sean <laughs> yes <laughs> and sean. then he does the strangest thing he like hits his chest like tarzan <laughs> and he says me tarzan you Jane Austen, which is, is that Jane's last name in Tarzan? No. Jane Austen is an author. Jane Austen is an author, but also Jane Goodall is who Jane's character is like kind of based off of. Jane Goodall was like when yeah. and like saved all the like gorillas, mm-hmm. you know, or, tr- you know, mm-hmm. she did a lot of work. Yeah, the monkeys. And um, so it's the Jane Austen comment. It's like, did you mean Jane Goodall? Because Jane's character in Tarzan is based on her. I couldn't tell you what he meant, but Sean does not like it. He goes, you got a problem? <laughs> yeah, Sean's ready to fight. Hannah, though, has bigger fish to fry than these two men because Noel is just going into her cupboards willy-nilly, making himself right Which at home. Which in Hannah's mind, obviously she's worried, but like I feel like in retrospect she could be like, well, if he were A, like he would know maybe. where to look for things. So maybe that could be a sign for her that like he's just an idiot and a maybe. jerk. But it's also like, I think it could have been anyone who tried to get in the cabinets and she still would have been like, oh my God, like, you know, it yeah. wouldn't matter. She's still going to be on edge. She was certainly not expecting this and that's where they keep the solo cups in the same cabinet as the money pasta. So there's a lot of stress around that. But I just don't understand like why Lucas came. Lucas, why did you come if you're so mad at Hannah? Like, if you're going to be such an asshole, did you come because you think you're going to, like, taunt her and, like, you think she's going to, like, be so sad that you're being mean to her and want to be with you? You think you're acting like a hot? You're being a hot boy right now? You're not. You couldn't. (laughs) You could not do that. You could not if you tried. Just because the personality. I want to be clear. I'm not shaming him dinner's over at the field home thank god not sure what else went down i think i could guess if i had to <laughs> gun to my head probably could tell you what happened um but maya and emily are walking onto the porch and maya confesses that she like literally did not sleep last night because she was so nervous and, and excited emily's like what like you were so chill She's this like, you were such morning. a bitch at school today about the jeans <laughs> and then maya goes well one of us had to keep it together Aww. which is so sweet it is cute and she's like did i embarrass you like did i do like she's so and she's she like, I'm sorry about well. the shellfish. Like she's, oh. She wanted it to go well so much. She's like, I should have just eaten it. And then they kiss on the porch, which I is thought bold. was a strange choice. It's bold. But also good for that. Like your mom should get used to seeing it. Like Because that's going to be the rest of your life. And if she wants to be in your life, she wants to be at your future wedding one day and things like that. Like she might have to see you kissing girls. And so it's about time she just, it's not like they were Spencer and Alex <laughs> making that's out. Facts. You know what I mean? Like if we're going <laughs> to talk about the levels of making out, this was a sweet, I think that would about give kiss. him a heart attack on the yeah. In Rosewood Times Square. Yeah. And so Pam walks out and sees them and she does kind of have a moment and Emily like pulls away as fast as she can. And Pam's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And like 
I just kind of being. Here's what I have to say about Pam. You can see how much she loves Emily. Like mm-hmm. you can, and this is where it's it's really hard to like find ways to give grace to a character who's acting the way she's acting. And like I disagree with everything that she stands for in this time in the show. Yeah, so it's hard for me to like find ways to be sympathetic. But I do see like, and the actress is doing a great job of showing like how much she loves Emily and how much she wants to get past this. Mm-hmm. Like it just is hard for her and like I don't think it should be and I don't agree with that and I think you know if it was going to be hard for her she needs to be strong for Emily because it's going to be way harder for your daughter Emily and number two the only thing that should really be hard for you is to think is my daughter's life going to be harder because of this are people at school are people in her life going to treat her differently are they going to treat her like I'm treating her and do I want that for her like that's the only thing that should really be making you so upset about this and the truth is what happened to night made Emily really happy and that should make you really happy yeah and so I think Pam really is like I do see that she's trying I do see that I think mm-hmm. if she wasn't trying and if she didn't love Emily and if she didn't want to be okay with it she wouldn't have had Maya over for dinner and she certainly wouldn't be coming out onto the porch with leftovers for no. Maya's family no so that's why she's coming out she's like I just wanted to make sure you had some food to bring home to your family which is sweet yeah and Maya gives Pam a big hug second time you've seen them hug <laughs> and Pam is you know noticeably uncomfortable but she i just don't think she's a hugger back i I just feel like pam doesn't give me like hugger vibes no no not even like for her daughter no but (laughs) but emily like her the the look on her face she is so happy to see this moment and i think for her it's a moment of like okay maybe we could get this is gonna be hard and i know that maybe it's gonna be okay maybe this is a step in the right direction huh spencer hastings is dressed like a victorian doll Sitting on the steps, peering out the shutters. Shutters are only drawn slightly, ever so slightly. She can see just a glimpse of the streetlights, tumbleweeds floating around in Rosewood. She's thinking, oh, what is it like outside the palace gates? (laughs) What? There's got to be something more out there for me. I'm trapped like a porcelain doll in this home. Nobody lets me have mother and father. So (laughs) evil to me. All I want is to know the world. I want to run around in a field. I want to twirl and pick flowers. Wear them in my hair. I just want to have a normal life. But I can't because I'm a Hastings. And I'm forever doomed to be in this little box. A little music box. That's like what Spencer's doing right now. No hat, thank God. <laughs> no hat, though. And that, so if if my performance is there, gave you the idea she was wearing a hat, she isn't. Just like pearls and lace and all of that. But she she didn't say everything I just said. She's thinking it. But she um, acted it for sure. She's thinking it. She's acting it. She said it, you know, with her to face, us. not like her words. Um, but she is like looking out. The, it's it's goofy. She's looking she's out the window. She's at a party. She's it's, at it's th- so funny. We didn't say what window she's in front of. She's in the Marin house. Yeah, there's a like party she's around her. Alone. It looks like she is like alone, alone, alone. But actually there are like 16 people on the steps behind her sitting that we see when the camera pans over and Alex comes over to Spencer and they're talking. And Spencer, just like I said, and her little romantic ideas, let's run away together, Alex. That's <laughs> My parents have this place says. in Bucks County. Yeah, and she's like, and don't say no until I show you a As picture. if he's going to like shudder at the fact that like maybe well he might have to work he might say have to work that's true you know spencer doesn't get that she's like you always say like i have to work like i build like okay (laughs) what are those (laughs) (laughs) um so alex is like no i'd love to go whatever you had me at 
I was thinking. And Alex and Spencer start kissing as they do. They can't keep their hands off each other. No. But also Alex is far and away the hottest person at this party. Well, everybody else at this party is about 45 years old. Probably that's like the average age of extras there. Yeah. We 45. see the extras. They like all have like wrinkles. <laughs> like they're like... They're like receding hair. Like they're older. Aria probably is like, okay, this is like my thing. Like I know these guys. Like I see them out at the brew at the bar, Hollis Bar and Grill at the pub. Spencer and Alex are kissing and Spencer opens her eyes as wide as she possibly can. Matt James style. Yes. Yes. Matt James from The Bachelor style. Opens her eyes and looks over Alex's shoulder, keeping her lips on his lips. But like not moving but her yeah. lips. <laughs> and she sees Noel. Shiver down her spine. Of course. Shiver, shiver, shivers. And Alex is like, what happened there? Where'd you go? <laughs> but he's like what's going on and she's like it's just so many people like why don't we meet outside but i'm gonna go to the bathroom first so he goes outside and noel comes bounding like a golden retriever he's like where have you been you missed it the look on hannah's face he's talking to aria <laughs> huh he must be plastered he must be plastered if he thinks that that is how to approach aria who literally like shot him lasers through her eyes this morning at school <laughs> and like there's arguably some drama going on between yeah, like, Noel, don't act like you don't know what you know and what you did and all of that. Yeah. To all of that. And Arya's just, like, not putting up with the bullshit. Yeah, I know what you did. Yeah, it's like, I, I see you. you. <laughs> I see you yeah. and everything. Do you have some grudge against me and my friends? It's like, okay, Arya. So, number one, I know that's, like, re- they're really pushing this storyline. There's a grudge because, you know, the whole Allie She's and like, girls the, thing. This is the best they could give was that Allie broke him and this girl up. Yeah. But also, Arya, I'm like, really? You can't think of a reason Noel might be upset? Maybe because he likes you and he was trying to take you on really nice dates and he like kind of was treating you well and he's like a normal guy your age who you had a crush on for a really long time and now he knows you're being taken advantage of by your teacher and it's inappropriate and illegal and harmful and you don't think that's like maybe what's going on like that's maybe why he's like that like might come to Mr. mind Fitz. for me instead Arya's like why are you trying to sabotage my relationship because you're mad at me my friends it's like no he's he's not even trying to sabotage your relationship he's trying to help you get out of a bad situation so she's like I know you demanded a better grade and I was like haven't you ever worked really hard for something and thought you deserved better which is clearly a metaphor for what he thinks is going on with him and Aria like yeah. he's worked so hard it's like I mean you've been nice but it's not like you've been like breaking your back and it was like kind of it's you. kind of like been going on for like a you minute like, like not like a long what? time like, <laughs> you sing one to what you need at least three yeah if this were Glee like I mean like in Glee you have to sing like yeah at least not five. even first base that's not even first base so <laughs> then Sean pulls him away and they have to watch this freaking Barracuda video whatever the hell that is whatever the hell probably from the lake I think it's like a team a team yeah like the Rosewood Barracudas because oh. he says you look great in this Noel oh my god wow Sean not hitting on Noel <laughs> Sean, whoa. What a ripple in his storyline. That would be huge. He's flirting with Noel. Spinoff. Spin- that's a spinoff I would watch. So we have Emily approaching the Kavanaugh household, and Toby is home, and he's on his stoop as usual. We see him on this stoop constantly throughout the show. It's like Boo Radley vibes. Oh, my God, that is exactly what <laughs> it is. Well, I can't believe we didn't say this when they were actually reading To Kill a Mockingbird. We've, like, saved this. He was always just, like, up there on that porch, Boo Radley. Anyway, so Emily goes up. She, like, storms up there. Very brave, I might add, considering we know he must think she's the reason that he was arrested. And Yeah, she's, like, and she might also be thinking that, like, he did kill her kill Allie. We, we know she's not because everybody's like it's okay the toby that killed allison's not the toby you know and like she's like toby you would never do this and he's fully like behind bars do i think emily's like a little bit delusional when it comes to him yeah do i think she sees what she wants to see yeah 
So she runs up to Toby, runs up. Sprint. And she's like, did Jenna tell you that I tried to reach you? And he's like, no. <laughs> and he has got attitude. He's pretty my upset. Guy. If only he could leave his porch, he'd probably be trying to beat the shit out of her. But he's under house arrest, which we learned, because he has his, like, jeans pulled up conveniently so he can see the full, like, ankle monitor. And it wouldn't be a Toby scene without, like, a, a pick-me moment where Melodramatic, Emily's yeah. like, well... I gotta go. There's this party at Hannah's. And Toby goes, lucky you. He, he goes, he goes, I don't get many invites, just death threats. It's like, okay, me too, Toby. Also, but I'm not like complaining about that. I'm like, whoa, is like, me. Also, like, like, people want to kill me. <laughs> the other thing is like, she goes up to him and she's like, well, I just really wanted you to know that like, I did not tell the police where you were. Emily, you are conveniently leaving out that you did tell your friends who he specifically asked you not to tell. I think we're supposed to be like, Toby, like, why don't you believe Emily? Why are you being such a jerk? Because he obviously thinks she had something to do with it. And it's like, well, Emily, you didn't tell the whole truth. She omitted the truth, but it's like she's acting like, oh my God, I can't believe you think I would do this. It's like, well, you did do the exact thing he asked you not to do and you can't speak for your friends. You don't know if Spencer called the cops. This scene ends, and as soon as Emily walks away to her Camry, Corolla. What is it? Toyota Corolla. Toby has this look on his face of, like, this fervent anger. And he gets Malice, he gets out a... Vengeance. A screwdriver. Are you about to say a sword? Oh. I thought, like, he gets out a sword. And he kills and, like, Emily. Phoebe, have you ever seen a sword? <laughs> he pulls out the screwdriver... And immediately starts trying to take his house arrest bracelet off. But I'm like, what? You couldn't go inside to do that? Also, he's not even like well, also, putting it on the screws. Okay, but also, listen, 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 listen. We're missing the like main thing here. You can't take off an ankle monitor. It causes like a huge alarm. The police station is notified. Like you can't take it off. Like That's not a thing. <laughs> if you take it off, people find out immediately and the cops come to your house. Just like if you walk off your porch and an alarm goes off, the same thing happens. Like is, I'm sorry, it, are we really... That's it leaves stupid. us wondering where is he trying to go if he, once he takes this bracelet off. Where is he trying to go? Where is he trying to hide? So Aria Shocker <laughs> is gonna leave the party a little early. We're back at we're back at the party at Hannah's house, and she goes up to Hannah. She's like, "Do you mind if I take off a little early, like now?" Oh my god! Like kinda, kind of. I like, do. Her hair looks like. Priscilla Presley like yeah I don't remember it, it looking like that like earlier in the episode but I'm sorry it, like wait this is a very common hairstyle though like that was um, what their blowouts looks like that's what Melissa's what hair Melissa looks looked like. like wow not, you're drawing all sort it. of like comparisons that that we haven't hit on before Thank nice you. work nice work thanks well, she's about to go to a faculty party, or so Hannah assumes. Yeah, so now we're starting to see, like, Hannah and probably the other girls, why they're a little bit miffed about the Ezra-Aria thing going on. She didn't even think that maybe Hannah would, like, feel betrayed or lied to. She's like, well, I had to protect me and Ezra. Like, she assumes that the reason they're judging the relationship is because they think that Aria is going to, like look down on them now yeah and she's like no like just because we're this mature yeah she's like i don't feel like i'm like babysitting you guys like some of the other people here yeah i mean but i felt like that before <laughs> honestly like i don't know going abroad it just it just opens your eyes to different different cultures and different things and there's no way to come back unchanged and it's like you'll understand that one day 
One yeah. day I am. She's like, it's like dog years in Iceland. Like, what's one <laughs> year for Americans when you go abroad? That's like seven. It's so like, oh my actually, God, I'm like in my 20s, and it's it's not wrong for me to be with him. And I know that like you can't see that now because you're so stuck in like your American way of thinking. But I'm telling you, abroad, it's it's just a different story. It's me and Ezra's story. <laughs> but so they're having that conversation. Hannah's basically like, I feel lied to. Arya's like, well, great. Now I just blew things up with everyone. And it's like, just not the time aria for a pity party like we've like all kind in of a had enough yeah. you're literally looking down at hannah yeah. in a wheelchair and i would say in what's about to happen to spencer i'd say you've got things pretty good right now aria um yeah. and i'm done with you because we've got to get to the gut-wrenching scene we're about to see between spencer and alex uh, alex is swinging on a lonely swing while he waits for Spencer. So he's out there and he is pouting. Like he is sad boy Alex at this time. And Spencer comes out. She's like, hey, what's going on? And she's like being all gropey as they are. And he's like, you just couldn't resist, could you? At first, we're on the same page as Spencer of like, well, what is he talking about? And then he holds up his phone. And his phone screen is approximately like one inch by one inch. So <laughs> yeah, I don't it's literally I don't think... He's like 10 yards <laughs> away from Spencer and he holds up his phone. He's like, see this? She's like, literally <laughs> No, like I cannot see it. You have to come closer. So she gets closer and we realize that his application to that tennis program in Sweden, it's been submitted and Alex didn't do it. He expressed, he very clearly said he didn't want to do it. Spencer's the only person he told. So he assumes Spencer must have done it and like she doesn't understand that they want different things and that's okay and that she's never going to change. And he goes on this whole like tirade about her. This is like fraud. If Spencer actually did this, we know she did. Of course, we as viewers immediately are like, hey, and this is the thing. This is where I draw the line, A. You can hit Hannah Marin with your car, but you fuck with Alex and Spencer, and that's it. So he storms away, and of course, Spencer doesn't go chasing after him. But he, of course, he has one last great Alex line where Spencer's oh, yeah. like, I didn't do this. And he goes, Spencer, don't apologize for who you are and what you want. I won't. Then he storms away. He is, in fact, not walking on it he is not walking on it so spencer sits down on the swing and she gets a text of course i think i could pretty much guess what it was gonna say but it says point set match a so that pretty much confirms right before the scene is over we get an incredible zoom in on the spencer in her face again when did very that's so raven-esque oh it's like when that there was the a it wasn't even an a scene it was that like weird camera zoom it was like in. at the hastings house though right yes wasn't of, it? of the potted geranium oh yes 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 and it was like frozen and it's like zoom yeah we have that again with <laughs> that spencer. it must be spencer. like her motif it's like her thing it was like that's so raven yeah again it's the exact same if you guys can picture in your minds the camera motion that happens when raven has her visions and that's a raven that's the same thing that's happening like repeatedly with spencer so must be her her character theme really insane scene yeah a lot going down here so we're back in the Marin kitchen parties in full force sean is regaling the crowd with a tale about him and hannah i guess on like a ski trip or something basically like she was stuck and her eyelashes she's so cold her eyelashes are breaking off so like whatever it was she's cold and she was asking sean to come like carry her back to the bus or whatever and lucas is like skulking in the corner eavesdropping on everything and like making all these little weird comments 
comments like he keeps comparing sean to a saint bernard dog i've never seen a shakespearean play but like it feels like there would be a character in the back of like the, mm-hmm. the big thing that's happening and is like commenting making like like the town fool like the chester <laughs> character yeah in this play nobody else would actually hear what he's saying it would be only for the audience but instead everybody can hear lucas lucas talks a lot like mandela from 10 things i hate about you the shakespeare girl so i think that lucas like in his mind probably thinks he's existing in a shakespearean play and that like when he says these things nobody does hear him because also he's drunk so he's saying like a bunch of shit about sean being a saint bernard and he's so trusty and loyal and he'll drag you back to the bus and then lick your face all over and like all these like weird he says get you drunk oh yeah yeah and then lick your face yeah like some kind of we're, we're bordering on some harsh allegations here lucas and Sean gets pissed and he gets up like he's going to fight Lucas and Noel's like, don't do it, whatever. Hannah gets Lucas out of there. They go out on the back porch and she's like, what the fuck is going on? You wanted to get back at me. It's not about Sean. It's about me. And he goes, breaking news, princess. Not everything is about you. And it's like us every single time Arya, Arya comes on, on screen, the screen. Literally like has taken a page out of our book. But the thing is that Hannah does not deserve that language, Lucas. No. She doesn't think everything revolves around her. This is about this her. Is, this is arguably about her, Lucas. Like, you are obsessed with her. You're mad because you kissed her without her consent, and she didn't love it. Like, you're mad that she wasn't trying to lick your face now that you're And drunk. she still wants to be your friend. Like, she still wants to be your friend, yeah. and you can't handle that. And, and so this is the incel behavior. He's being, so he's like so mad at her because she doesn't want him, which is... Then things take a, an even harsher <laughs> turn. It gets, I mean, because the escalating happening in this scene, it's... Wow. Lucas goes you know what you're just like the rest of your friends the 17th century what does he say he's anointed like he's saying all this shit and she's like what are you talking about like and he goes with what that bitch did to me i should have done way worse to her and it's like okay well it sounds like you're admitting to killing her so i don't know how much worse we could really get lucas Like, like let's be a little bit more careful about the language we use around the girl that was literally murdered yeah Let's let's be careful Literally with murdered. the language that we use around this girl who was murdered, and then now we're in front of somebody who was just hit by a car with an anonymous driver. You're making yourself look like maybe a dangerous person to be around, Lucas. Hannah still is like listening to him because I think she I think she probably knows deep down he didn't kill Allison, um, but we do find out what he did. He says. Imagine having to drive past a shrine to the girl that bullied you every day of junior high or whatever. He says something like that. And he's like, I couldn't look at it anymore. And so we find out that Lucas is the one that destroyed the memorial for Allison. And Hannah's like, you did that? Yeah. She's like shocked that he would do it. But he goes, you can call the police. I'll meet them in my driveway. It'll take me 11 minutes to walk home. (laughs) Like, of course, he's fucking calculated exactly how long it takes him to walk from his house to Hannah's house walking. (laughs) And so she's like, I'm not going to call the police. And this part is a little bit like, aw, but also I don't know how anybody ever feels bad for Lucas because he's fucking psychotic, but he's like, please stop. Don't make me like you. It's too hard. And that's where we're at. Oh my God. Then Sean comes out. (laughs) I literally forgot. Yeah. Sean comes out of the house and he's like literally still ready to punch him in the face. Like, is he gone? Is he out of here? He's like, so he's ready to fight still. We're still seeing Sean just being like such a jerk in these episodes. And it's like, you don't get to take out this frustration on Hannah. Like, you can be mad at Lucas, but... Again. It's... uh, Yeah, all these people, she needs to 
find somebody who actually respects her. She basically starts to question Sean about like, how well do you really know Noel? And who do you think he is when you're not around? And she has, of course, one of our favorite melodramatic lines. She says, everybody has a life no one else knows about. <laughs> Sean's like, that's not true. That's not, God, God knows everything about our lives. <laughs> Was that hilarious or what? Why are you cracking up? God forbid I laugh. Because you agree. Well, it sounded fake to me. I'm going to be honest. Sounds like you're fake laughing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know okay. what? Don't yeah. with the okay. Oh, my God. If you weren't, guys, we are we're recording part two of this episode via Zoom. And if we weren't recording it via Zoom, I would literally jump across the couch and punch you in the face. <laughs> Because you're making me mad. <laughs> anyway, Hannah's like, party's over. And everyone's going to go home. So we're still at the party, but we moved back inside. And Arya, little sweetie pie, has not yet left. And it doesn't even freaking matter. She's talking to Spencer. What? <laughs> it doesn't even freaking matter. What doesn't matter? I don't know. I just, like, I'm annoyed that she's still there. She lied to Okay. Phoebe's <laughs> like, when I'm annoyed, I don't have to make sense. <laughs> I don't have to speak English the way you do. Okay? Putting my own spin on it sometimes. <laughs> Aria and Spencer are talking. Spencer's showing her the Atex, kind of filling her in. And she's like, there's no way for me to undo this unless I tell Alex about the A situation. To which I say, then do it. Because Aria did. Aria told Literally. her there's someone messing with her, like, episode two. She, <laughs> like, she threw you right like, under the bus. Every man for himself. Her. <laughs> and honestly, Alex is the person I'd want to tell. Alex would immediately figure out what's going on. Absolutely. Or Alex would be like, I'll protect you. And like, maybe take off his shirt or something. I don't know, but but I'd prefer that. <laughs> so then they're like, well, Noel's here. Like, why don't we just go ask him? And they're like, well, even if we did find out that it's him, we're not really prepared to do anything about that. And we don't really know what A wants. And of course, this prompts Spencer to have an <laughs> iconic line. She says... Arya, you know what happens when you put four lobsters in a tank with no food? And for some reason, Arya does know. Arya goes, they start eating each other. So I guess A is like really endorsing cannibalism at this point. But I think what she wants is to tear them apart. And actually, we do kind of see like little cracks in the friendships because we just saw with Arya and Hannah. And then I bet we're going to start seeing some turning on Arya because of the Noel situation. You know, there's there's a lot. And maybe we might see some against Emily because of Toby. So I see how A has got this in the works. And I think she could be successful. Then we go back <laughs> to Boo Radley's house. Toby is now, <laughs> yeah. Toby has moved from trying to unscrew the band from his ankle to actually just, just like break it stabbing. off. He could stab himself in the shin. He's still not gotten it off, which is not surprising. Um, <sighs> and Jenna enters. He sits down next to Toby and we find out that Jenna is the one that told the police Toby was going to hide at the church because Toby's like, you didn't tell me that Emily came to you. And she's like, why would I? Now, well, now that we know that, I'm like, duh, why did I not already think about that? It makes perfect sense. And she's she's like, well, you can't prove you're innocent if you're out like running around like a fugitive. But like, Jenna, we know the real reason you wanted him home under house arrest so that you can try to like rebuild your relationship. And so Toby says to her, like, because you could physically chain me to this porch <laughs> and i would still never touch you like that again and jenna slaps him across <laughs> the face 
I mean, she goes, the dexterity is impressive for somebody that cannot see. She, <laughs> she slaps the shit out of him. And she goes, who do you think you're talking to? I would be petrified. <laughs> no wonder Toby. Toby wants to leave. He's like, get me Got a free out Toby. Of I have so many thoughts on this, this part of the episode. So we're back. We're back at Hannah's house. Now everyone's gone. And Hannah has been left alone to clean up. And remember, she is in a wheelchair with a broken leg. Why didn't Sean, Aria, Spencer, did Emily ever get to the party? Like, why didn't these people help her fucking clean? And, like, not even to mention that she's obviously in a wheelchair, can't do anything. But also, she didn't ask for this party. She didn't ask her to be thrown. Uh, Mona, the very least you could do is stay. This is what's crazy. It's like, when I say I want everybody gone, I don't mean, like, every single person. I mean, like, all the people that aren't my immediate circle of friends who I might still want there who could help me with a couple things before they go home or who would at least probably offer like if my friend was in a wheelchair with one usable leg and somebody just tried to kill her and we don't know who it was we haven't found that person yet and I threw a surprise party in her home without her knowledge and then she got upset and wants everybody gone the thought of not even offering to help or like fighting her on that like she could beg me to leave and I would not leave until it was clean these, these fucking people maybe this is what amen she's turning them all against each other and it's gonna be like where the fuck are my friends why is nobody helping me clean this place <laughs> but things take a turn for hannah because she's like she hears someone she's like who's there she rolls over to the step she sees somebody upstairs like a shadow upstairs then the power goes out as she's trying to back up then she like runs into a big trash bag and it's like looks like there's like a storm outside because trees are moving then she grabs a huge knife and then her mom walks in the kitchen it's like this does not check out it's like <laughs> ashley were you just like how hard is it to get into this house listen marlene i'm all for the drama but you do have to answer like a few questions like you do maybe need to say like there was someone upstairs like because did mrs Marin walk into the house walk upstairs and then come back down because that's what you have made it seem like like i'm not convinced there's not someone else in the house but here's the thing about marlena she doesn't give us any time in the moment when you're not actively reflecting in the way that we are right, she doesn't give right. us any time to actually think about these plot holes because we immediately are distracted by the fact that ashley goes to look at the pantry because she now knows that there was a party with all these kids kids here and she goes into the lasagna box and of course all of the money is gone there are a few pieces of lasagna i do want to mention that it's not a total loss um but the <laughs> money the money part the money is gone so that's gonna be an ugly rest of the night for hannah but i feel justice for hannah i feel bad for her well this is just not pam fields's episode i'll tell you that much and again i just want everyone to know that in the beginning when i said that i love pam fields i promise 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 you this is not the pam fields that i love i don't see the redeeming qualities i really forgot like how bad it is and it's it's oh bad and it gets oh significantly worse this episode so we do in fact know emily did make it to the party and i'm sure she wished that she had stayed yeah helps hannah clean up the party now we find out that emily's dad is getting called back into action he's being deployed again and emily's super upset but she tells her mom, you know, tonight really meant a lot to me. And her mom, like, does this little smile. And she's like, well, your dad thinks Maya is very sweet. Which, you know, if you're really listening, you realize she didn't say your dad and I think Maya is really sweet. Just your dad. Which makes me, like, again, happy. Because Wayne is like fucking trying and being a good father and emily's like well you know she is really sweet and she had an amazing time and i'm just so happy that you're okay with this 
fuck Pam Fields. Pam oh. goes, I'm not okay with it. The whole thing makes me sick. Sick to my stomach. It's it's so fucked up. Like imagine saying that to your kid. Not like keep it to your keep it to yourself, Pam. Keep it to yeah, yourself. Those are words, and it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Those are words you don't say to your kid, especially in this circumstance. Like control your mouth. Yes, keep it to yourself. It's out of control. You're gonna lose your fucking daughter. If you're gonna ever think that you could find yourself in the position where you could say that to your kid, don't fucking have kids. You need to love them no matter what. And if you don't yeah. think you can handle that, don't have kids. And don't fucking have kids. Yeah, it's really like, and you know, the other thing is like, before you have kids, take a look inward and think, these are my views on life. This is how I feel, blah, blah. And then think, what if my kid thinks differently than me? And ask yourself and take a real honest look in the mirror and think, how would you react? How would you respond? Would it affect the relationship with your child? And if the answer isn't like, no, I would, I'd be happy. They had their own opinion and I would listen to them. And I might not agree, but if there's an answer that's anything different than that, you need to wait at least a couple years before you revisit that thought. This is even dif- even worse because it's not a matter of opinion. If you, you no. need to, you need to actually if you're gonna have this is honestly a general rule of life. Take a step back and look at your beliefs and really think about them and why you hold them, and then think about how you would feel if you were a member of any of the groups of people that you have a belief about. Think about how they would feel if they yeah. knew the beliefs that you had and then you would realize you know what it actually doesn't matter who you like or who you are none of it matters absolutely none of it matters no (sighs) gets me fired up and so if your view is anything other than that go fuck yourself pretty much thumbs down pam fields yeah so by the way that whole message go fuck yourself that was for you pam fields thank you very much oh my gosh ay 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 Hi, Caramba. <laughs> Me every time Peter Hastings comes on the screen. <laughs> yeah, Phoebe's bright red right now, you guys. She's sweating. Ew, Phoebe. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so Spencer has just gotten home from the party, and her dad is also home. And in between them, in between Peter Hastings' stance on the steps and Spencer's in the entryway is, is mountains and mountains of boxes that belong to Ian. So he is officially moved into the Hastings residence. Actually, how does he have this much stuff? And also, like, why can't we put it in the barn just initially? Well, Peter Hastings goes like, oh, maybe this will be like a good push for Melissa to finish up that condo so they can move out. And it's like, okay, so if that's the goal, if this condo exists, why didn't you just leave your stuff in the storage unit, live out of a couple suitcases, let's get that going, and then you can move out. Why? Now you have to move it twice. You know, Mr. Hastings is saying like, Melissa's always kind of needed a little nudge, and your mom thinks that's why Ian's so good for her because he's so impulsive and passionate, which I'm like kind of weird for Mrs. Hastings to say that about Melissa's husband. Um, Mr. Hastings does not feel that way. He said he has some choice words for Ian, like too many to list. So somebody is making sense. Finally, then Mr. Hastings goes back upstairs. Well, and hold, please. Hold, please. Phoebe. Oh, my God. Jesus I literally. Christ. Wait, 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 wait. No, I got it. We find out <laughs> the sweater tests positive for Allie's blood. So now <gasps> Spencer's basically like case closed toby's the murderer is this this mean we're done but she doesn't look relieved and that's because she realizes i I think they're pretty sure that noel is a and they're pretty sure toby killed allison so that means they have to deal with two people instead of one and that that makes things a little bit more complicated i would say for the girls 
Spencer then catches a glimpse of some of Ian's stuff and she sees his golf clubs. And there is like a luggage tag on the golf clubs that says Hilton Head Fairways Resort, which triggers this flashback. To Allie arriving back on what we end up realizing is the day that she was killed. And she gets out of this taxi and she is... She has gotten a spray Yes, but the girls, she's been at the beach for like the whole summer and the girls are confused because they thought that she was just like holed up with with her grandma taking care of her for the summer. And so she's like, well, that doesn't mean that I was like cooped up just because my grandma is. And, And the story is that her grandma lives in Georgia. Spencer sees on her luggage the same, that same tag we see now on and stuff fairways resort at hilton head so spencer's like wait a minute you're at hilton head i thought your grandma lived in georgia and Allie gets a little defensive and she's like that's all the south spence why do you care so much like leave it alone spencer why do you care so much i know one thing i also was like it's kind of crazy that spencer like realizes it's the same tag like but i guess if it was the day Allie went missing she might she's trying to connect Ian and Allie in as many ways as she can. That's so that's true. probably also part of it. But this pretty much sealed the deal for her. So she's now pretty convinced that Ian is that older guy, like last person Allie saw. They were on that vacation together. Troubling, troubling, troubling. Oh my god. This is a stressful episode. There, I said it. <laughs> Finally, you've addressed <laughs> the elephant in the room. <laughs> that it's a stressful episode? Yeah, anyway, so Hannah is... <laughs> in her wheelchair in the kitchen getting all her medicine ready to go to bed and you could cut the tension with an actual knife oh my god like the one that hannah was wielding at her mother when she entered her own home yeah oh my god so mrs marin is helping hannah take all the meds she has and i'm like kind of a weird moment so mrs marin's like do any of those pills help you sleep and hannah's like yeah the pink one and then her mom's like well would any of them help me sleep it's like well first of all what's the difference between you and hannah in this situation but two huh and hannah like hands her the pill and they do this like close up of like her mom's hand out and hannah like drops the little pink pill in her mom's hand and her mom drinks it or takes it are we gonna revisit the like concerning casual drug use of Ashley Marin? Like, I don't remember. Is this gonna be a thing? Because it's made to be so dramatic, and it's like you easily could have just like left that out. Like, she could have said like, "Oh, I'm gonna take a sleeping pill." I mean, she has a lot on her plate. So Hannah goes, "I can ask Sean like if he saw anybody take anything," and he goes, "Hannah, stop talking." But she leaves the room, and Hannah goes to take the rest of her pills. And oh my god. Oh I my freaking this god. Happened. Raven. Oh my freaking god. I am freaking shaking up. And I mean that. And I'm going to keep that. I'm shaking in my I'm boots. I'm shaking in my freaking boots. Raven. Raven. Yeah, again, again. Can we get a dialect coach in here for one of us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Caroline, I'm glad that you're asking for help. Aw. Ha ha ha. I set you up for that one. Was... You're welcome. I, I teed you up for that oh, freaking joke. Oh my joke. fucking god. Phoebe Connell, Comedy Hour, assisted by her sister Caroline. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes, yeah, so she opens the pill bottle, and Phoebe, what does she find? A hundred dollar bill with a note. <laughs> a that $100 says. dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Um, and the note says, You'll get the rest if you do what I say. Sweet dreams, A. Ah! Oh my god. And then we go right to an A scene. So A is just like stuffing a piggy bank with all the money. And then she stands the piggy bank up and it's a clown. I could see through the screen that Caroline <laughs> shut the fuck just up. like a moment ago, Caroline was shaking in her boots <laughs> as she saw this clown. 
Caroline is, had a real fear of clowns as a kid. And actually, this is actually the, maybe one of the first Chris Connell stories you've, yeah, you've shared actually, on the pod. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you're telling this story. Go ahead. As a kid, Caroline was petrified. of, And we know that Caroline, Caroline was scared of a lot of things. So much like the clowns, my dad took it up just kind of thought that like it was just a random fear like that she would get over and it wasn't really that serious so my dad decided to dress up as a clown and do like exposure therapy but let's <laughs> just talk about how he chose to actually dress up as a clown you might think oh like maybe he got a clown suit no oh my god no he didn't he drew on himself with lipstick he created like, <laughs> a clown some face sick like <laughs> twisted vision of like my father mixed with a clown that you noted years of damage like years of psychological repercussions <laughs> i'm like looking at my father we do as the thing that i fear the most in the world because <laughs> i know it's him but he's dressed as a fake clown he's got the he literally has like the lipstick mouth and then he's wearing this big curly wig but it's not even like like a red clown wig or anything it's just like a brown curly wig and then like glasses maybe but he's like wearing his clothes he's wearing a sweatshirt and he we wore do, every single day with his college's name on it and I, they they were insulting we a, the fuck out of my intelligence we have a picture we'll have to clear it with the captain to make sure we can post you know what i think i get to choose <laughs> i think me the receiver of the trauma gets to choose if we post it. He <laughs> asked for this, and I paid Look for it. Look what you did. Yeah. Caroline is a young kid looking up at my dad. I see you. I see you. Oh my god. I see you. I was so scared of clowns, you guys. Um. So yes, that's where the episode ends. We see A putting all of the money from the pasta box. So we know that A was at the party, and they have the money, and Hannah's gonna have to work for it. Oh my it. god. So much happened. These and which <sighs> means that this actual next episode is crazy. Really hard to watch. <gasps> hard to watch watch oh my god i'm excited but let's oh my god i i hate i hate this next episode <laughs> do you hear me i hate it <laughs> can somebody fill in for me i can't yeah so what's the next episode episode 13 <gasps> it's called know your frenemies the description relationships are in flux in rosewood as the girls face obstacles with the support of each other however and unexpected help from an unlikely source the future for the girls doesn't look so hopeless quite a vague description if you ask me yeah can't wait to talk about can't it wait. and we'll be recording from the sunny south carolina so we'll be in much Should better we moods the beach? oh my god yeah it'll be great audio waves. yeah yeah, yeah. look we'll at sand <laughs> in the microphone like it'll be gritty and we won't actually use microphones we'll just have to scream we'll just talk s- <laughs> well yeah i don't know how you think that's gonna work we'll just scream into the void we'll just- if you guys hear it you hear it <laughs> like we'll scream into the sky <laughs> We'll yell across the ocean. We have some international listeners, so we'll just yell across the ocean. And if you guys hear us, great. If you don't, like, tune in next week, you know? (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Thanks for listening, friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was episode 12 of the Pretty Little Podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.